Hello, and welcome to Two Props in a Pod. I'm Tanisha. I'm Beth. And we are faculty developers and faculty at Glendale Community College in Arizona. And we like talking about teaching, learning, and other stuff. So today we have a special episode. It is focusing on how to up your Educon game, because we know that educators love Educons. So today we're going to be focusing on what to do before the conference, which is the pre-conference. Then we're going to talk about what to do during a conference and then what to do after a conference. And we are excited. So join us as we go to Portland, Oregon. And we take you on this journey of Educoning. We are at the Pod Network Conference. We're in Portland, yes. Oregon. Yes. We're very excited to be here. We're actually pre-conferencing today, so we're going to be attending a pre-conference workshop here in a short while. And we want to talk about how to up your EdCon game, and we really just want to share some things that we do when we attend conferences. And if any of them seem like they might work for you, awesome, you can try them out. Or if you've got some strategies for conferencing that you want to share with us, feel free to make some remarks in the comments and share them with us because we want to up our EdCon game. Yes, absolutely. And also, if you guys are picking up on some background noise, that's because we are sitting in like, we're literally sitting in the hotel lobby right now. All people are walking by and wondering yes, what we're doing. Yes, we're on location. <laughs> we're not in our regular <laughs> studio. No, so it's really different. So yeah. I'm really trying to adjust to that because we're getting some side eye. People are like, what are we're you getting, doing? We're getting some people walking by and we might have to actually grab one of these people and and talk with so. them. Yeah, we're we'll, gonna see if we we'll, can... we'll, we'll see if we can get some other voices in here. Absolutely. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about this topic because um, I I truly believe that like just coming to this conference already with some of the people that I'm here with, I have already upped my EdCon game. Like I can honestly say that I think that like the crew that I'm rolling with right now, they absolutely know how to con. So I have learned a lot already. By, by crew, do you mean me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You and our awesome. other faculty developer, Chris oh, Nielsen. Yes, and I have to say that none of these ideas we're going to talk about probably were my own original ideas. They're not that... I'm sure a lot of people do these things that we're going to talk about. Probably. I might do them a little bit more intently. Yeah. And intensely. Yes. But it's helpful information. Yes. So, um, so it's either going to be like, wow, I never thought of that. Or you're probably like, I already do that. <laughs> So, right, right, um, so right. So what's the first thing on our pre-conference list? What's the first thing we should think about? So the first thing, and I, and I was introduced to this by my colleagues at GCC, is to use the free app called GroupMe. And so we set up a GroupMe group with all the conference attendees that we know and who will not mind getting group me's in the middle of the night. And so you can text and send pictures and addresses and whatever else you want to send about the conference while you're attending the conference. So it's a great tool to contact your friends immediately. Hey, where are you guys? Oh I need to yeah. meet up with you. Yes. And I'll just say that this morning, Tanisha was all about it. Oh, I blew up group me. So, she, so I was getting all kinds of notifications <laughs> from Tanisha who was out at breakfast and then going to get an amazing coffee. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's like a long list because this is my first time like really using group me. You've invested yourself. So I am, I am, I jumped into the deep end and yep. I was just all over group me this morning. Um, because we had a window of time. Mm -hmm. So with my window, I was like, I'm going to go hit up. There are three things that needed to happen before we got here. Mm -hmm. uh, it was coffee. Oh, for sure. It was breakfast. 
and also hidden up the bookstore. Yes. And I did all three. So while I was going along, I was posting pictures. I was also posting uh, information about where I was at. Like I hit up um, Half Pint Coffee, which yes. was awesome. I had a Mexican mocha and it was just, it was delicious. Marco is like my hero. He was a barista. He was awesome. Um, so that was cool. So I put that in group me. I also hit up this spot called Screen Door for breakfast. And then I went to Powell's Books. We're, uh, we're going to have to link to all three of those spots. Yeah. Yeah. Because in if our you're show notes. in Portland, I think it's, it's a fabulous place to go. And yeah. I think it's also helpful with, with my pre-conferencing. I like to plan. Yes. So like la- the night before, I planned where I was going to go because to me, time is important at conferences and I don't want to waste it. Well, and that does transition us to our next point, Tanisha, which is um, setting up a Google Doc in advance of places that you might like to visit because we know that conferences are sometimes in really exciting places or maybe places that we've never uh, visited before. And so we usually set up a Google Doc with restaurants and, um, you know, wine bars or bookstores or whatever it might be. And it's it's great because you can kind of map out where you want to go, what Mm -hmm. you want to do, when you want to do it around your schedule. And I will say this, I went to Nashville no, I take that back. I went to a conference in New Orleans a couple of years back, and we had a lot of people going to that conference that we were kind of traveling around with. I think there were about eight or nine of us. So I nice. even, a couple of weeks in advance, made reservations at yes. restaurants because... If you're with a big group, you could not depend on getting in. No. If the restaurant is popular. Well, yeah, especially if you're at a conference when there are a lot of people there and everyone is trying to RSVP. Yes. Um, that's like conferencing 101. Um, before becoming faculty, I actually worked for eight years as a like an educational coordinator for different colleges and campuses. Oh. And my boss, you know, anytime we went to a conference to exhibit, she was always like, "Make sure you do your RSVPs like way in advance because when the flood of people come." and they're trying to make their reservations. I mean, spots are already limited before you get there. And then when you get there, it's hard to get it. Mm-hmm. So um, RSVPs are good. And sometimes one of the things I like to do is when it comes to my RSVPs, I like to have kind of like a lead up when it comes to my dinners and lunches. Like I'll start off with like the really light local, you know, like hole in the wall places to eat. And then, you know, I gradually work my way up to like a nice dinner. You know, I hope the Thursday night dinner we've planned and already have reservations for fits into your dinner schedule. Absolutely. I like how you threw because in your, re- you already have reservations. I, <laughs> I got reservations before we left town mm-hmm. for this restaurant yeah. because I know it's a little bit smaller and we have a party of five. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure we were going to be able to get in. Yeah. That, that's, that's yeah. my, my nice one. Yeah. Yeah. So those Google docs are really helpful. And, yes. and the other thing I like about creating the Google doc especially depending on how much in advance, you know, I start creating it or I start contributing Mm -hmm. to it is Mm -hmm. I get more and more excited about the conference. Yes, It really gives me something to look forward to. So when I'm grading those stacks of essays uh, for a moment, I can think about the conference that's coming up and the good food I'm going to have or, you know, hanging out with good friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You get excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about the conference app? Yes. I, I Look, this is my first time using a conference app. What? Like, seriously, this is my first time ever. Oh, Tanisha. So but, like, every conference that I go to, I don't... 
I mean, maybe they did offer it, but then I was yeah. just old school. Yeah. Yeah. But this is my first time. And we'll, what do we use here? Guidebook? Yeah, guidebook. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's so easy. My schedule is laid out. I always mm-hmm. recommend, you know, once you get the program, just lay out your schedule and get that figured out before you show up. Yes, you agree. Know, don't be one of those people where it's the day of. And you're looking at the program trying to figure out where you're going to go. It's like, no, you need well, to have that. You can do that. Some I mean, people like can. to be spontaneous, yeah, but let's face it, that's not us. No. and, and maybe We're planners. Some, I'm a planner because, you know, I'm a stickler for time. Time to me is important. I don't mm-hmm. like to waste it. I only have so much of it. I don't have the time to be wandering around wondering what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I feel like I'm not super productive when I do that. Yeah. Um, I, that I, it doesn't work for me personally because sometimes I'll just find myself wandering around and then I'm disappointed because I don't necessarily get maybe what I was looking for. And and I'm with you 100%, but I had a conversation with a colleague just the other day about how he adds more chance and spontaneity to his life and randomness. And I could see him finding meaningful coincidence, perhaps at a conference, by not planning every single session out and just picking one as they come. So I'm just throwing that in there that well, if people want to do that, hey, if you want to do hey, that, more, you know, power, more power to you. Um, maybe and, something's going to happen. Good. And I know I sound really hardcore right now about this about this app in my are. schedule, uh, but the truth <laughs> is, is that is that I will I will set it, but I'm not locked into it. Does right. that make sense? So I, yes. I just kind of want to clarify that because if I don't make a session and I end up at a really cool cafe or in a conversation with someone, then that like to me that. is more valuable. You're not a who moved my cheese. Uh uh uh. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe halfway. No. Do you, <laughs> well, now you need to talk about the buddy program because I buddy program. I said no to the buddy program. I know you said no, but this is like my wheelhouse. Like, okay. I when I think of buddy, I'm like yes, like buddy, buddy. Did you ever see heavyweights? No. If you saw the movie Heavyweights, you know what I'm talking about. When they were in the lake and when they needed a buddy. They would okay. If you're a nerd, you get it. But um, I love the idea of a buddy program because if you're new to a conference and you have no idea what to do, where to go, it's very helpful to have people who are seasoned and they know and they can give you suggestions. So that's what I like about it. I, I do have to say that um, I don't know how common it is to have a buddy program at a conference. I think well, maybe they don't have a buddy program, but maybe they have like a newcomer event okay. or a newcomer like morning coffee, yes, uh, that type of. You're thing. right, and most uh, do have can, something yeah, like so that. Have like some type of newcomer something, uh, so that you can get connected with people who can kind of mm-hmm. help to give you suggestions, but also get connected to people who are new, just like you. Right, and so you do have a buddy for this conference. I, I don't. Do. Yes, and you've already been in contact. Yes, yeah, so we sent emails to each other. Okay, uh, and uh, we're gonna try to get something scheduled kind of sit down and chat okay um and i spoke to another conference goer here julianne roybel from gateway community college also in maricopa she also has a buddy oh yeah we'll so, probably see each other yeah we're gonna have to see uh how that turns out mm-hmm. so then we just talked about some logistics yeah maybe pre-conference like figuring out what kind of transportation is there how might you travel around what kind of costs are associated with each of the kinds of travel yeah that's a big deal like the first one of course is how am i going to get from the airport to my hotel mm-hmm. is always a big one you know are you gonna and we have options now right you can take public transportation that's an option uh you could take uh, a taxi i took an uber mm-hmm. so i just ubered in because i already had the app and it was easy 
So um, I just Ubered in. So I think that's helpful. And then also, you know, you already have you have your Google Docs list of where you want to go. Yes. So you have to think about, well, how are you going to get to those places? Is it going to be by bus? Is it going to be by walking? Is it going to be by transit? Is it going to be by Uber? So I know one of the things I do is try to look. I use my Yelp app a lot. So like before coming here, I was all up in my Yelp app. Mm -hmm. So um, because I have bookmarks and places. And then when I bookmark the places, I looked at, you know, okay, how long is it going to take me to walk? How long is it going to take me to get hop on a bus? And, you know, how long would an Uber be? So um, this is like the first conference where I've like really used public transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelp helped me to do that because in the transit uh, section of the app, it actually showed me the routes. It showed me the, oh. the bus number to take, what street I needed to go down, where it would take me, etc. So that was extremely helpful for me to kind of get around the Good city so far uh, this morning. And it was great. And I paid like $3. Nice. And it's an all-day pass. I was like, I'm using this pass. And I paid $3. <laughs> to go from like coffee breakfast pals to this hotel nice all before like 11 o'clock yeah so it's awesome and my thing this morning was i really only went places this morning where i could walk yeah see that's nice like especially if you're in a space or place like a lot of these hotels or conferences are in places where you can just walk yeah this one's really nice because everything is very close yeah see that's nice yeah but the places i wanted to go to were a little bit spread out but those are our pre-conference ideas but yeah so we're just really excited we're just getting started so this is kind of the first stage of educon and how to up your Educon game. I feel like my game has already been upped and this is just a pre-conference. So I'm excited to really see what the rest is, is going to be. We're ready to go. That was fun, Tanisha. I really liked talking with you about things that we do before conferences that can make the conference experience better. Coming up now, uh, we're going to be talking with one of our colleagues from Glendale Community College who was also in attendance at the conference, Chris Nielsen, who is a member of the English department. We're going to talk with him about things that we do during conferences. During the conference. During the conference. So we're in between sessions right now. We're sitting in the plaza level of uh, the Hilton Portland downtown. Um, So we're just going to take some time to record uh, this session in between. So during the conference. So right now we have Chris Nielsen with us um, for our regular listeners you know we have mentioned his name once or twice before he is one of our colleagues and he's the man hello hello <laughs> thanks for having me hey thanks for being on with us this is fun so we're, excited we're, we're excited that you're finally here with us it's awesome that we traveled to portland to then get me to come onto the podcast i know right yeah. <laughs> it's kind of you gotta you gotta go on location <laughs> So um, uh, we are going to be focusing on during the conference. Yeah, what do we do during conferences that might help other people to up their game? I think it's important to talk to people you don't know. <laughs> uh, easier said than done because everyone is not comfortable carrying conversations with people. Uh, so it can leave people feeling a little bit awkward. What's that awkward silence? I think one thing that's helpful that we talk about in communication are, are what we call like communication scripts, which is actually having an idea of what you might say to people when you introduce yourself. Like, for example, my communication script for this conference has been, hey, my name is Tanisha Baca. I'm from Glendale Community College. Arizona, not California, even though they are our neighbors. Uh, Some of my roles when it comes to uh, what we do on our campus, I'm a full-time professor, I teach communication, and I'm also a part-time faculty developer. And then I ask them, you know, where are you from? What's your name? And 
what is your role and uh, what brought you to this conference and is there anything you've noticed that you like or a very common question that I always ask is hey has anyone done anything any anything fun in the city right where did you eat where did you go and then you kind of can exchange those stories there so it kind of helps with the talking um, you're also going to be exchanging business cards right when you talk to people so it's very important to not only uh, bring your business cards I don't know how many people I sometimes run into who don't have their business cards and I'm like ooh gotta bring your business cards so bring your business cards um, but also when you take them um, a helpful tip uh, one thing I'm trying for the first time with this conference is actually writing small notes right of the people that I that I talk to that will help me to that will remind me of who I was talking to and how I'm connected to this business card because I'll go back to my hotel and I'm like who was this person? What did we talk about? Oh my gosh, I said I was going to email them. That's a them. really good tip. So I think that would be really helpful for me. So that's my tip. Mm -hmm. What about you, Beth? Uh, yeah, one of the things that we talked about is, um, you know, if there's gamification of some sort at the conference to participate in it, you know, it, at least try it. You know, if, if you don't like it, bail on it, that's fine. But maybe at least start it and... and and see where it takes you. Sometimes it will have you visit different places during the conference, so you get to see things that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily see. Sometimes it has you visit vendors. You know, sometimes they're they're kind of based on travel and the geography of the conference, so it's a good mm -hmm. way to sort of find things you might not normally find. So what did you get to play? Did you, did you gamify I, anything? I didn't play anything this conference. Chris, did you play anything? I didn't. I didn't see anything. There's a scavenger hunt, but maybe it was last night? It was last night. And it was also, it wasn't, I, I got the impression it was not at the location of the conference itself, like it was out in the city. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. other things you had to yeah. look up. Uh, but it looked like fun. I know yeah. too, the, I went to the first time attendees panel and they had little different activities that you can kind of do that was part of their gamification. So I think it's a great idea. It makes it fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris? For during the conference. Let's see. Um, well, I'm going to throw one in that I find to be very important. I don't know if you guys have talked about this at all, but food. Yes. Snacks. Like yes. It's, it's constant. I've got a huge bag of snacks always for me, but it's always a way to connect with somebody else, right? Like, hey, do you want to, you know, do you need a bar? Do you need anything? Like with someone who's around. So, um, I, I like to, you know, that's something I just need that fuel to keep going. So, so what, food cannot be underestimated. No, cause you, you're, you're <laughs> in panels all day and sometimes yeah. you don't really have the time. Uh, but I was going to ask Chris, what is in your snack pack? What would be a, so let's see. I, um, I, I always have a bag of like mixed nuts. Um, I usually have some kind of bar or two or three. I've got a pumpkin seed bar this time around and another, Oh, I think they're RX bars, I think they're called. And then there's always some candy. This mm -hmm. one timed out well with Halloween, so I snagged some from my kids. And so you stole so, candy? So I, I stole some candy from my kids. <laughs> actually, we bought it from them this year, so it's actually mine now. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, sort of. Um, so usually some kind of candy, and then I always have gum as well. Mm. And I've, I've had small packs of gum before, and then they go because... Inevitably, if I pull out gum during like the beginning of a session or near like the end, 
I always offer and someone always wants it. So now I carry a big old thing of gum around. Well, that's so. really good, especially if you're eating onions and grilled <laughs> cheese. But it's always that connection too, right? Can I even say that because my breath was on my mind this morning because I was like, I'm breathing on people and I had green onions this morning and goat cheese with my omelet. So, very helpful Shoot, tip. I should have had my gum <laughs> Some for you. Some gum, absolutely. All right, any other tips? I like tweeting the conference mm. and following the conference hashtag. I find that, well, I, I connect with a lot of people via Twitter that way. So mm. that's how I'll find new people to follow. It's a way to find people who are in education, who are all about learning and improving. And then later I'll see their tweets and so it's just a way to kind of grow an education network, even right. if I don't meet them in person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I kind of meet them virtually through Twitter. That's cool. Yeah. Do you tweet during conferences, Chris? I don't. Are you too busy snacking? Maybe. <laughs> I don't tweet very often at all, so. That's a good one, tweet, tweeting during the conference. Um, all right, another... Let's see, tip. I would say, uh, I, I recommend like carrying a folder because you go from panel to panel to panel and people have handouts. I find that to be very helpful. So, and it could also include your schedule, especially if they don't have uh, the app, right, for your phone. Um, I know I'm always checking my schedule. I check it three or four times just so I know where I'm at and where I'm going. Um, so that, that for me is a, is a helpful tip and I, I love carrying a folder. Mm -hmm. And I would add to that just taking notes during the sessions sometimes I sit in sessions where it, there's just so much information I know that if I just sit there and listen to it and then go to another session that's filled with so much information right. I'm not going to remember that first one at all yeah. so I, I, I definitely try to take notes and and even at this conference people can upload their presenters can upload their materials right I can I can't really think of conferences where I've gone back and looked at the materials I've so I can't it. count yeah. on myself to do that. So right. I know if I take notes and they're in my folder, I have gone back and looked at those notes because mm -hmm. I know that I have them. Mm -hmm. so. and, I, and I think another helpful thing with notes as well is, you know, when you're in your sessions, write the first few words of like maybe the title of the session so that when you're looking for those notes specifically, you can kind of look for the title yeah. and then boom, it's there as opposed to, what did I write and who was talking? And yes. I think that would be helpful too. So, not every time that I, I conference, but sometimes, at least half the times for notes, I will use Google Docs and mm -hmm. share it with those I am at the conference with. Mm -hmm. So we can have, be working on the same doc and whether we're in the same session or different sessions, mm -hmm. be capturing those, those notes. Mm -hmm. um, if it's the same session, it's kind of nice because you've got two people adding their same per perspectives on the same information into mm -hmm. that note sheet. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're in different sessions, then you're getting that information and it's shared in a, in a, in a way. So for me, I, I like typing more than handwriting notes because mm -hmm. I can never read my writing when I go back to it. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of my handwriting, I guess. So um, that's what I like to do with, with note-taking. 
That's good. That's a great way to up your uh, econ game. It is. Yeah. The whole sharing and collaborating on notes. Yeah, is awesome. Um, another great way that I've seen, you know, people taking notes is they have tablets and they have, I saw someone in my last session, they had a tablet, they had an Apple pen, and they were just writing everything down. And um, she had identified herself as uh, someone who used to just do the old school way with lots of notes and she said she transitioned to the digital and it was it was great You have the option to not only write the notes, but also take pictures of the slides and then they can upload it into the software um, You can you could also type as well. So say um, You're writing a little slow and they're speaking a little quickly you might you may need to type it So you have the option to switch your format and then everything is in one document so I was thinking, that's really upping. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is upping your EdCon game. Really so is. I may need to go get an Apple pen. <laughs> Those are <laughs> definitely. <laughs> We're gonna need to go to the store. There's Ooh, an Apple yeah. store right at the street. By hey, the way. Yeah. We I did put pictures it. from the plenary yesterday into my notes. Oh, that okay. I had snapped with my with my phone and then just messaged them to myself. Popped, popped them in. Nice. So, but the stylus would be fun. Yeah. Because then it does convert it to text, so I could go back and read it still. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, what's another one? What's another one we have on here? Know Your Limits? Yeah, I think that's a good oh, one. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do have a couple more. Okay, what are the couple yeah. more? Well, sometimes I just pick up a few local gifts for people back at work. Oh, yeah, that's nice. And just, you know, I don't know, the secretary, the department chair, whoever, right? So, some chocolates, usually they're just little... That's nice. Snacks. Yeah. But just something like, hey, I was at a conference for a whole week and gone from the department and thank I missed you, for you your, guys. Thank you for signing my approval you. for my travels. Yes. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I like for your signature. Here's the Keep signing. Keep signing. Your approval. I like vendor swag for my kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like That's pins. A good one. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right, so know your limits. So um, a lot of times when we get to conferences, we are super psyched and we want to do everything. But then the truth of the matter is that you can't. (laughs) So you need to pace yourself and know your limits, right? You need to know, you know, like like maybe you can pace yourself at the conference, right? Uh, It's very helpful to kind of, I think, really, you know, maybe identify some sessions that you really want to go to. Maybe you can't go to every section, but there, maybe there's two sessions that you're like, I have to go to. Um, and then the other ones are maybe just maybes, right? I may go in, right. I may not. Maybe that time I'll go get food, or maybe I'll just take some time to reflect. Someone that I was talking to said that uh, at the end of every day, she takes the time to reflect on every session that she went to. She was like, I, I will sit with my notes. I will tell my husband not to bother me. <laughs> And I will sit with my notes and I will I will reflect so that she, she can actually process and digest. And it really is helpful because I did that yesterday because we had a break. And it, I felt that sense of information overload, sensory overload, and I need to take a moment to step away. So I went back to the cafe that we went to, the coffee cafe, um, because it was a, a little bit up the street from the hotel to kind of decompress a little bit. And then also this conference offered a quiet room as well. So I went and visited the quiet room and it was awesome because no one was there. I just kind of sat there and just did a little bit of meditating and which turned into me falling asleep. 
<laughs> woke up and fell asleep again. <laughs> but it was just me and, and I felt so much better. Like I felt like I was able to kind of unpack some things, process some things, decompress. And then I met everyone up afterwards in the evening time and felt light and felt refreshed and felt really good. So maybe because of that nap. <laughs> and, and even before you joined us here for recording this, Chris and I were sitting talking about some of the sessions that we had attended and talking about how we take back what we learned to our classrooms mm -hmm. and so he and I did some processing here just right you know sitting and having a water mm -hmm. at this little table in between sessions yeah and that's valuable sometimes more valuable right than trying to load in something from another another session right take that time to to consider it. I know I know one for me, I like to get outside. Yes. I mean, you can get stuck and be in this like time warp of a hotel conference center, wherever it might be, mm -hmm. and just some fresh air, a little bit of sunshine if it's there, is, is for me, part of break is, yeah. is really helps. We've been very lucky in Portland this week because oh my gosh. this morning, first thing, blue skies, not even foggy this morning. No. no. So nice. No. Beautiful out. I, I haven't... A little chilly. A little chilly, but I have A little windy. Yeah, a little windy, a little chilly, but, but there has been no need for the umbrella. I brought an umbrella. No. Nope. Like, oh, it felt so good just yeah, to be outside. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. All right. Anything else? No, I, I think, I mean, I think kinda... that's it, and I hope our listeners will leave some comments for us on what they do during conferences. Yeah, that would be great. So please share your tips with us because we would really appreciate that as well. So thank you for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. It's fun. Well, it was great talking with Chris, as always. We also had the opportunity to speak with Julianne Roybal. She is the director of the Center for Teaching and Learning and Employee Development at Gateway Community College. She also attended the conference, and she shared some information about connecting at conferences. Let's hear what she had to share with us. When you go to conferences, it's important to attend the sessions, but also it's a, it's really great to, to connect with others. Sometimes it can be family, sometimes it can be friends. So here in Portland, I have the opportunity to meet with someone um, that I went to college with. Well, we really didn't go to college. She went to the United World College in Las Vegas, New Mexico, while I went to New Mexico Highlands University. And the great thing is, is that our choirs would get together and sing. And we were actually in a show together, Little Shop of Horrors. And I got, had the opportunity to really get to know Demet. And Demet went on to school to go to UNM, and then she ended up going back to her country in Turkey. And she actually is a pretty famous person out in Turkey, um, which is really kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it's kind of really awe-inspiring. So when I had the opportunity to come to this conference in Portland, I thought, oh my gosh, what an awesome opportunity to reconnect with her. So I'm really excited. Hopefully we will be able to reconnect. We've sent texts back and forth, so I'm hoping that we're going to get together. And I mean, it's been probably about 27 years since I've seen her. So um, this is going to be an amazing reunion. To, to get together with, with Demet. And I think that's one of the important things, you know, it's, it's great to um, decompress after conferences and, and connect with others. 
And special thanks to Julianne for giving us that story of uh, being able to make a connection with her friend Demet. Uh, We did follow up with her after they were able to get together for dinner and she said that they had a great time. And Julianne even sent me some pictures. It truly does look like they were having a blast. So um, that's great for her. Tanisha and I next spoke to John Yanizi from Achieve the Dream. He is the director of teaching and learning there. He's also a PodCore member, and we wanted to ask him for some of his best conference advice. And so he gave us a piece of advice for the moment when the conference is winding down and people are getting ready to go home. Here's the tip. Um, What we've learned over the years is that very often we get really excited when we're at conferences. We go to session after session, we meet up with old friends, we make new connections, new colleagues, and we're accumulating all of this interesting information, all of these neat ideas, but we don't have a moment to stop when we're at the conference to really begin to assimilate the information and begin to think about how we're gonna apply that in our practice back at home. Um, So there's a couple of things we can do. Ideally, about halfway through the conference, let's say you're at something that's three or four days long, maybe at the end of the second day, you get back to your room and you just give yourself like 10 minutes of quiet time to go through all the notes you've taken in different sessions, all the handouts you've picked up, the pictures you took of people's slides, and think about, you know, what does this all mean? What is really rising to the top for you? Maybe there are some things that seemed really interesting in the moment, and now that you've combined those things with other pieces, maybe they are a little bit less relevant or a little bit less pressing, but try to identify the top few things that are really hanging with you and staying with you. Then, at the end of the conference, I think it's ideal to do this maybe like on your last morning there, while you're packing up your room, again, you sit down, you give yourself 10 minutes of quiet time. But if you can't do it there, it works just as well maybe when you get on your plane home and before you turn on your Netflix or whatever, you take like 10 minutes and do this. But the idea is it's quiet reflection time again to look through everything you've picked up at the conference, all the notes you took, um, everything that you absorbed in the different sessions, the conversations you had with people. And essentially what you want to do is set out an action plan for how you're going to implement the top two or three most important things that you learned while you're at the conference. So um, you identify, let's say, three goals, and these are, need to be you know, smart goals, things that are going to be manageable, you know, things that you can actually accomplish, things that will be time-bound, and you set yourself a timeline and you say, you know, three months from now, these are, and I'm just using that timeline as an example, but let's say three months from now, these are three goals that I want to accomplish in terms of things I'm going to change in my practice based on what I learned at this conference. So you have your three goals. Under each goal, you want to outline, let's say, your first two key action steps towards each of those goals. So those are the really you know, small steps that are just going to help you to get some momentum to move towards each goal, because sometimes the bigger goals can seem a little overwhelming, especially if you're looking at a sheet of paper that has three of them laid out. So you identify two key steps you're going to take that will just help you get rolling towards each goal. You also want to anticipate for yourself a challenge that could come up as you try to work towards each of those goals. So is there something in the broader system of where you work? Um, Are there colleagues who you feel could be challenging? Um, Are there structures in place that you feel could, could become barriers? And you try to anticipate what that would look like. 
At the same time, you're going to identify and really articulate in writing one or two people, people you work with who are supportive, who are allies, who you can bring in and help you move towards whatever these goals are. And so those might be faculty colleagues, if you're an administrator, a, a colleague on the administration, if you're a faculty developer, maybe it's somebody else who works in your center for teaching and learning. But no matter what, you want to already have thought this through so that then when you get home, you don't immediately become overwhelmed by all the things that were waiting for you. That, we know, is really why people don't put into practice what they learn at conferences, because they get home, all of these other things are waiting for them, and they just never come back to all those cool things they picked up at the conference. So ideally, this exercise has helped you to think through and get past those obstacles. And so even though you will be overwhelmed with things that are waiting for you when you get home, now you have a plan that helps you begin to cut through some of that. That is just awesome. Oh my gosh. Like, I have so many aha moments right now. <laughs> everything you were saying, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, everything is just great. Okay. So, um, so I work at Achieving the Dream. I'm the Director of Teaching and Learning. I've been there for a little over two years. Uh, before that, I was at Monroe Community College in Rochester, New York. I led their Teaching and Creativity Center and collaborated with some really great full-time and part-time faculty over several years. Uh, here at POD, I also serve on the POD Core Committee, which is kind of like a board of directors for the organization. Um, this is my favorite professional association. I think it's a wonderful conference. I look forward to coming back here, reconnecting with people I've known now for about 10 years and also making new friends like the two of you. Yeah, look, John is so cool. Like, we met at breakfast. <laughs> we sat down to breakfast and he was just so nice and warm and friendly and just cool people. I was like, this guy is really, really cool. But that's really the atmosphere of pod, which I think is really great, is that that is the atmosphere. Everyone is like that here. Um, and that's why we were so excited that you were able to, to sit with us and talk with us uh, with our podcast and everything. So we really, really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Special thanks to John for taking the time to speak with us at the conference. He gave some great information about post-conferencing. I know that I feel that's very important. I know one thing that I like to do post-conference is actually email the people or follow up with the people who said that they could send me some additional information. Beth, what do you like to do post-conference? I would break it down into two categories. One, keep it going. So that might be following up. That might be you know, I always write down book titles that are recommended. So I have a nice little stack of books um, to read. And then presenters will often have a spot to post their notes or PowerPoints or, or whatever. So I might go back and look something up. Um, and then also share. Share what you learned at the conference with other people. So, you know, here at GCC, Tanisha and I are able to write posts for the um, Center for Teaching and Learning blog. So that might be something that is available to you. And then um, maybe there's a newsletter or something you can spread the word, maybe doing a presentation, maybe just doing a lunch and learn. I know that um, a lot of times I'll just be talking to a colleague and kind of mention something that happened. I do like it to be a little bit more structured to make sure I am sharing something. But if it does happen spontaneously, that's okay, too, for sure. 
So this was a different episode for us. Yeah, it was. And it was fun and it was challenging. And Tanisha and I are both learning Adobe Audition right now as we're creating this new uh, style of episode which we probably won't do too often. We're going to go back to our, our normal template yes. for episodes, but we did want to try something a little bit different and see how it went. So let us know, you know, what, let us know a couple things. One, how did you like it? Could you tell we were using a different program for um, putting together our podcast? And then also, uh, what are your tips for conferencing? We'd love to hear it. Leave some in the comments. Yeah, I'd love to hear your tips because tips help. That's why we like to give tips at the end of every episode. <laughs> In the form of nuggets. In the form of nuggets. But anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We hope you will join us again for our next episode of Two Props in a Pod. 